this morning, uh, bringing the word to us this morning will be Dave. So uh, Dave will be bringing the word to us if Dave is ready. Check, 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 check. This is right on. Putting on the microphone. Okay. There we go. I'm on. Excellent. All right. Well, I've got a, I've got a fun little tool, one of these things. So we'll see, we'll see how I go with this. Let me see. Ta-da! And it's working. That's awesome. How are we doing this morning? Yeah. I thought that was really good at the end there, how on led us in that. Um, is anybody feeling tired this morning at all? Feeling a bit better now? Were we feeling a little bit tired during worship? There's a few people that weren't. That's good. I just got this overwhelming sense that we were just really tired, and um, there's a really great way of getting at a tiredness. Do you guys know what that is? Jogging, there we go. Jog, jogging's really good. We could jog around the building a few times. We, we won't do that this morning, but something that I regularly say to my staff at Youth with the Mission when we're feeling a little tired, because it's the reality, like it's a day and maybe you got a lot of sleep, maybe you didn't get a lot of sleep. Um, but we wake up sometimes on the wrong side of the bed, whatever that, I, I still haven't figured out what side that is because I wake up on the same side every morning and it's amazing how each day has its own feelings and emotions attached to it, hey. And, you know, there's often when I'm stepping into worship times or prayer times um, and I'm just feeling a little bit tired and Psalm 100 verse 4 and 5 is just... It's just so cool because God's word is actually for real and it actually does real stuff and and it actually says that we enter his gates with thanksgiving and we enter his courts with with praise. So there's thankfulness and there's praise that actually gets our eyes off of ourselves and onto Jesus and you start stepping into heavenly climate when you start doing that and sometimes we just got to shake off whatever's kind of on us, whether it's, you know, something from the week, whether it's a tragedy or whether it's, um, something that someone spoke over your life. Sometimes we just run into people and they're not always nice people. And those not so nice people, they have words and sometimes we let it impact our lives a little bit too much. And then we carry it from one day to the next to the next. And so I was wondering if we could do a bit of application. For those of you guys that are feeling awesome, that's amazing. But for some of us that maybe need a little bit of energy for this morning and stepping into a better climate, spiritual climate, we're going to stand up and one of the greatest things we can do in the kingdom of God as Christians is participate. If we participate, I'm telling you what, man, your life will change. But if we don't participate, we just hear all of the answers, but it has no impact because you haven't let it touch your life. So you guys ready to participate? Okay, man, so we're going to stand up, and we're going to take a solid minute, and all we're going to do is just begin to thank God. And if you're unsure of what to thank Him for, the breath in your lungs, that's 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 a really good start, right? And if you've got bigger things to thank Him for, that's great. But I want your heart to connect to this, guys. 
You know, his scripture is real, God is real, and when we thank God for what he's done in our lives, man, it begins to get your eyes on greater things. It gets it on him. So we're going to take a minute and we're going to all together out loud, let's just begin to thank the Lord. You ready? Here we go. Okay, I'm going to need your help, church. We're going to sing a song. Is that cool? Just let your heart kind of go with this, man. We're going to sing a song, and it's going to be to Jesus. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. And all will sing how great, how great. Is our God, how great is our God, sing with me, how great is our God, and all will sing how great, how great is our God. He's the name above all names. You are worthy of all praise. In my heart will sing how great is our God. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. And all will sing how great, how great is our God. Jesus, we just say yes to you this morning. We say yes to you this morning. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Father, we just ask that you would come by your spirit, Lord. You would come by your spirit over every heart in this place, God. Sometimes I talk with my hands, and that's why I use that right there. So it'll only be one hand today, all right? <laughs> cool. So why I'm so passionate about just participating and not rushing into something, like sometimes we can, you know, just rush into, well, just, let's, just, let's just get into the Word. Let's just get into worship. Let's just get into... And sometimes what we need to do is just stop and actually let our hearts kind of disengage from what is holding us back a little bit, you know, and let the walls that are around our hearts um, just begin to crumble. And it takes praise sometimes, it takes thanksgiving to dismantle some of those things so that when God comes, 
It actually lands on good soil. It doesn't just hit the wall and bounce off, right? And sometimes it can be like that. I'm sure every person in this room would have an experience of that where we've carried heaviness into our Sunday morning or into our Bible studies, into our devotional times with God. And very little is captured in those moments because your heart is captivated by the cares of this world. And so we have to disengage. We have to disengage from that and let the name of Jesus become Lord over those situations and let him take his rightful place on the throne of your heart. And the last couple of weeks, man, I don't know if you guys have been blessed by the preaching. Gosh, I have been just so blessed. Like, I'm serious. Just so blessed that this church actually wants to disciple people like... Um, it's, and that just sounds like a really simple thing to say, but um, the reality is, is that the guys here do want to disciple people and call people into something greater than just having an emotional experience. And as cool as that is, you know, like the emotions of what God brings to our day to day can be so exciting and worship where your heart is fluttering and you feel his presence and at times there's goosebumps and there's you know electricity flowing like there's all of these emotions and feelings that come with loving Jesus um, but when those things aren't there that's when kind of like the rubber meets the road and we kind of go man is he still the Lord I haven't heard his voice this week but I've been pressing in is he still the Lord I've been reading my Bible, but very little understanding has come to my heart. But is he still the Lord? And I've entitled um, what I'm sharing this morning, which is a bit of my journey in the last little bit, uh, Living the Dream. Um, because I think for God, he does have a dream for us. Um, he has a plan for each every one of us. And there's things that every one of us can carry into our week that will help you to live the dream. Um but how many of you guys have heard that saying, um, you know, it's it's greener on the other side? Have Has anybody heard that before or thought that? I know I have thought that a lot. I don't, I'm, I'm going through difficult kind of moments in my week or day or just year, and I'm just thinking, man, it would just be cool to be that guy that, you know, has millions of dollars, can just travel around to the islands and just make sand castles and all kinds of cool stuff, right? And... It's very fleeting now because God has taught me how to remember, but man, it's, it's sometimes this thing where you walk in your week and you're like, is, is this really it, God? Is this all that you have looking across the fence at your neighbors and going, wow, that looks really cool over there. And I, I heard a quote by, I think it was Chris Vallotton a number of months ago, and he said, um, the grass is greener on the side that you water. And I was like, oh, that is so good. The grass is greener on the side that you water because you can't live someone else's life, right? You can't. In fact, you're going to totally suck at doing that. Um, you'll find yourself just struggling and um, just not doing well with what God has in store for you. And so we have to learn how to water, guys. We have to learn how to water our side if we find that there's dead grass or there's weeds growing everywhere. We, we need to learn how to pull weeds, to water, to fertilize, and to take care of the investment of God in your life. Right? It cost Him everything to be in this room today with us. 
And you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. He, he actually made you his home if you're a born-again Christian today, right? So it cost him everything. And so all God is asking we do is we steward what he's placed within us and we begin to walk it out. And stewarding doesn't always mean doing whatever you want to do or just sitting back and just letting whatever happens, happens. I let that happen to my grass and my grass is really high. <laughs> There's weeds everywhere, man. As I'm like, I'm going to have to spend a bit of time just figuring out all of these weeds and getting the old weed whacker out and the lawnmower and just taking stuff to the tip. You know what I mean? It doesn't take long for weeds to start growing. It doesn't take long for your grass to get too long, right? And then all of a sudden, you're working overtime at trying to get back to where you should be, right? But if we just take care and we exercise wisdom and we ask God to give us eyes to see, He, he teaches us how to water. He teaches us how to think and how to fertilize and how to pull things up that aren't always great. So we're going to live the dream. And living the dream, I think, for me, maybe for you it's a little different, but as Christians, I would say walking in the fullness of God. Walking in the fullness of God. Everything that He has for you. And that can mean a whole bunch of stuff. That could be a whole bunch of sermons. The last couple of weeks, we heard some from Brad and Ben. And the kingdom of God wants access. You have access to the kingdom, but the kingdom wants access to more of our lives. And when that begins to happen, the everyday mundane becomes a little more exciting. And it has a little bit more vision and purpose within it. And we find ourselves walking in strength more often. Does that make sense? Doesn't mean that you're not going to have hard days. In fact, we're promised all kinds of things in Scripture about that. But I think it's just having eyes to see. Having a heart that would want to understand why am I going what I'm going through and wrestling with God in that. Not just wrestling with your emotions in that, but wrestling with God so that you can come to truth and understanding in the Word of what God may be doing. So, yay? All right, we're going to keep rolling. And let's see if this thing... Ta-da! All right, cool. If you guys have your Bibles, uh, Luke 14, we're just going to head there. Luke 14. Is this water mine? Boom. Okay, Luke 14, 25 to 35. Uh, I want to read this out. It's a really incredible passage, actually. It says, Now great multitudes went with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? Lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. 
Or what king going to make war against another king does not sit down first and consider whether he's able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? Or else while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor for the dunghill, but men throw it out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. I have been incredibly challenged in this year. It's uh, it's not been a year that I, well, let, let's just say this. I, I wouldn't have planned this year the way that God planned it for me. And maybe a lot of us can say that about the things that happen in life, but, um, but it's been an amazing time where God has actually... Um, caused me to go a little bit deeper with him as things have turned a bit sour. Uh, well, in the moment they turn sour, but in the end they turn really, really sweet. But digging deep and asking God to come and reveal more to me. So I can walk through my everyday and just be okay with Jesus and um, pray and worship and read my Bible for 10 minutes 15 minutes, um, go to work and do my nine to five there, come home and have my family. All of this is not bad within itself. They're all actually wonderful things. It's called life, right? And it's, it's the Christian life for those of us that are making Jesus the Lord of our lives. But, um, God wants to go a little bit deeper. And I think that's the nature of where this church wants to go with each and every one of us too, is that you know, there, there's many people that followed Jesus, but there wasn't a whole lot of disciples that were willing to lay down their lives and sacrifice and, um, and actually give God their life as a tool in His hand to do the kingdom's work, right? And, um, God began to, you know, shift me and change things in my life that caused me to ask a few more questions that I wasn't asking before. And asking God new questions is a good thing, man, because you start opening your heart up to different things that maybe you weren't able to hear before, or maybe you just weren't even thinking about. And when we're talking about the day-to-day with God, it's like He is always wanting to bring us to a greater place of maturity, a greater place of understanding the purpose in your life, and um, helping you not to fall off the wagon when things aren't going well. And these are just a couple of things, and I just want to talk through some of my journey in this, right? These are a couple of things that can actually begin to take place of God in our everyday. Um, and I guess where his heart for us is, is that we would actually love him more than any of these things at all. We can begin to love work a lot. And I would say in some ways, and in, in certain seasons of my life where there's a lot to do, work has certainly become an idol of my life. And I've had to lay that thing down. And it's, and it's a funny thing because as, as someone that works in a ministry, it can always seem like a holy thing, right? It can always seem like something that is so ordained by God. But yet there's a place that you have to let God speak to you and say, Hey, you're, you're actually spending more time at work than you are talking to me and actually inviting me into that space, right? And so all of a sudden you got to take a step back and go, Okay, am I doing good works? for myself or am I actually doing good works for God by faith and 
These are some of the things that God has just very simply been separating for me. And sometimes there's blurred lines, right? There's the, this is what I'm doing for God, and this is what I'm doing for myself. This is where I'm doing it with God, and this is where I'm doing it without God. Because sometimes when you've been in the game long enough, we have the language, we have the understanding as to how to do certain things. And, um, and often we're not inviting Holy Spirit into those places, right? We're not inviting Him to say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me in this situation. Last month we did it this way, but what are you doing this month? Just inviting him and giving him relational access to the everyday work and the weekly meetings that you're doing, the workplace, your own families and stuff. Sometimes all we know is what we know and so you don't know anymore because that's all you know. But the more we invite God into those places and we say, God, intentionally inviting God into those spaces, it begins to open up new understandings. You're engaging your mind and your heart in a completely different way with God, right? Social media, something, it's just amazing how phones, these things, they can rule your life. It's ridiculous, man. And they design them that way. They got certain beeps on there that hit a certain frequency. And the way that they beep, it makes you want to pick those things up. It's incredibly smart marketing. And it's it, it's amazing. But we have to be so careful that our phones don't become the source that steals us away from our time with God and our Bible reading time and first thing in the morning waking up and boom, Facebook is there and it's there smiling at you. It's always got a happy face for you, right? You know, and then there's YouTube and then there's Instagram and then there's Twitter and there's all these things that can be incredibly amazing and they are amazing in their own right. But when it becomes Lord in our lives, that's when it begins to take away and we just get dull. I, I've been incredibly challenged. I was sharing with my staff um, a couple weeks ago. I was incredibly challenged by this. I, like, I just love YouTube. I, I, I love watching comedy things. And there's a few comedy guys that I watch. And, um, and they're clean, so that's awesome. I just love watching these things. But it's amazing how you can burn one hour, two hour, three hours on YouTube just watching these these videos that at the end of the day, did it make me smile? Yes. But did it add anything to my life? Not a whole lot, to be honest with you. And there's nothing wrong with watching a video to have a bit of a laugh. But when your kids begin to say, hey, yeah, so what does dad like to do? Oh, dad's on the computer watching YouTube videos. And it began to just kind of settle in my soul. I'm like, wow. So what my kids see more of me doing as of recently, is watching YouTube videos instead of hanging out with Jesus and reading my Bible. Like, that's actually really confronting. And I'm just talking really plain and really simple and really honest. Hopefully you guys are okay with that because I think we have to be honest with some of these things or else we'll just find ourselves just, you know, cruising through performance stuff in Christianity and uh, I guess not being able to get prayer and get accountability for the things that maybe we need to lay down so that Jesus can actually be Lord. Because it's easy for me to say, dude, you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. And I can give you a really inspirational way of doing that for you. But at the end of the day, you have to, like, if you have a problem with some of these things, you have to get help if you can't help yourself. you got to sit down with a buddy and say, 
Look, mate, this may sound a little bit weird, but I'm addicted to YouTube. I'm addicted to my phone. Would you help me? I'm praying and I'm asking Jesus to help me, but for some reason, it's just not working. And so I, I want to take it a step further so that I can grow in Jesus, so that I can be a disciple, so that I can begin to take courage once again and not feel so dull. Because I'm not feeling just dull, like not sharp in the spirit. I actually hate that feeling, man. And whenever I'm feeling that feeling, I'm often asking myself questions and I'm like, what's taking away my time in God? What's, what's stealing away from my walk with Jesus? Friends can take your time. Family can take, and family's a good thing. Friends a good thing. So all of these things are not evil within themselves. But we need Jesus to teach us how to keep Him integrated in the Lord of all these situations. Does that make sense? Money, career, my rights, my feelings, my future. All of these things we can think about on a weekly basis and maybe get a little bit discouraged by what we're not seeing. But I've discovered something and I'm discovering more and more as God actually begins to just dig a little bit deeper in my own heart is that if I'm not willing to do something about these things, then I'll never change. And that's the difference between the will and the want, guys. You know, if I would, if I was to say to the church this morning, how many of you guys want to walk in signs and wonders, want to walk as Jesus walked and be a disciple of Jesus? How many hands would go up? Well, I'd hope that all would go up, right? And so then the next question is this, what are you willing to do to get there? <laughs> right? Man, I want to do that too. I want to walk in power. I want to walk in the Spirit. I want to walk as Jesus walked. I want to have wisdom beyond measure. I want the gifts of the Spirit flowing through me. I want all of these things. And many of us as Christians, we've, we've looked at this stuff and sometimes what happens is we get inspired and we feel like we're living the dream because we heard a great message. But you walk out those doors and the reality is that it's an empty dream. There's nothing there. It's a facade. It's actually not reality for you. And there's this deep reality that I think sometimes we're so over-taught, but we're under-experienced. May we got podcasts at our fingertips. We've got YouTube sermons coming out the wazoo, man. They're just everywhere. Everything, every day. What do you want to listen to? I want to, I want to listen to a sermon on how my emotions are amazing. You YouTube that? Guess what? It's there. It's amazing. It's just there. They're all there. Everything is there. And so we listen to that and we go, whoa, yeah, come on, man. Now, now I'm feeling good. Now I'm feeling good. All right. Well, now that I'm feeling good, man, the day's going to be good. But guys, we got to walk through fires. You got to walk through fires. You need to sacrificially lay some of this stuff down. You need, you need to let Holy Spirit have access to these things. What are we willing to sacrifice? We want it, but what are you willing to pay for it? See, I don't want you guys walking out, just going, man, that was, wow, that was, woo, 
Oh man, that was awesome. I had an amazing meeting this week. I went down to schoolies and over at Surf City Church. They had this just radical kind of worship time, man. These guys were just bananas, like going nuts. And I'm like, this is awesome. So I enter in. I'm like, this is just so good. It's so good. But then there's the reality that we're going to go out there now. We're going to go on the streets and we're going to share the love of Jesus. We're going to ask that God would meet other people. It's this place of great emotion in our relationship with God. And I think it's amazing. I think it's fun and exciting. But the reality is that every married person in this room can agree to this and attest to this, that there's mornings where you wake up where you're not feeling the emotion of love towards a person, but the reality is that I love you and I'm committed to that situation, to that marriage and to that person. And so I will serve you today. I will treat you with respect today. I will be faithful to you today. See, it's got very little to do with the emotion, but I'll tell you what, man, emotions are there and they come. They come, as you say, committed to the person. There's these exciting things that happen along the way. There's the special dates that you go on and you're eating your favorite meals together. It's just incredible. It's amazing. I've had a month of that, man. It was my birthday and then it was my anniversary the week after and then this Friday, it's Sheree's birthday, and so we've had a month. It's been fun, man. We've been going, like, we've had date nights, and it's just been so much fun. But it's staying committed to Jesus, staying committed to Him. Just getting back to this scripture here. <laughs> it's a cool scripture. It says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Now, he's not saying that you need to actually hate your mother and your father, your brother and your sister. But when it comes to the lordship of Christ in our lives, the lordship of Christ in our lives, he's saying in comparison to who Jesus is in your life, in order for you to walk out the plans and the purposes of God, it needs to be that distinct. Jesus is the Lord not my wife, not my husband, not my work, not my phone, not Facebook, not Instagram, but it's Jesus. And right at the end here, this is, this is scripture, guys. This is crazy how, this is how the Lord lays it out for us, right? In verse 34, it says, salt is good, but if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor fit for the dunghill, but men throw it out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. If we have ears to hear what the Lord Jesus is saying to us, transformation is available to you. The way you see the perspective that you carry into your day-to-day life, it is available to you. But if you don't have ears to hear, and it's amazing how many times Jesus says that as he's preaching the sermons, right? He who has ears to hear, well, who's there? Everybody's hearing something, right? Everybody's hearing something. But he's not just talking about noise and words, guys. He's talking about, is your spirit listening to what I'm saying? Spirit to spirit. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? Do you understand that there's something greater than just the words that you're hearing? There's depth. There's revelation. There's transformation in the words of God. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Yay? Right on, man. I just get excited about this, guys, because it's unfolding in my life. It's actually unfolding. It's been a ridiculous year this year, man. Like, it's just been crazy. It's been crazy, man. And has there been moments where I wanted to give up? 100%. Yes. And I think it's a reality for lots of us in this room. It's called life. And it throws curveballs. Jesus doesn't ordain all of them. But it's just called life. But you need to remain faithful to God. Remain faithful to His Word. And things will change. It's good. Did it work? It worked. Awesome. John 14, 15. This is where Jesus says, If you obey my commands, then you love me. So if we love God, it says that we will obey his commands, right? We'll obey what God has in store for us. And I would just say as a very simple kind of word to you guys that what you know to do already, start doing. Just start doing it. Start walking it out. Start asking God to help you where things are difficult in your life. Ask God to teach you how to do that. Get someone around you. Get a brother or a sister around you and share it with them so that now you have to do something about it, you know? Sometimes, I mean, it's a weird thing. I, I think as you mature and you become a great steward of your own heart, these things, do, you can just start to implement these things a lot easier, but when you're not mature in God, um, God just, His Word doesn't seem to be enough sometimes, and we need people to get around us to kick us in the pants and say, man, remember what God said? Remember what God is doing? Remember what He told you to do? Hold fast to that. Hold fast to that. The freedom is found in the act of loving what He loves. And hopefully, hopefully we're on the same page as that, right? Where our hearts want to fall in love with what God loves and we want to change and church isn't just a fun place that we show up to on a Sunday morning, but it's something that actually begins to take root in your Monday, your Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They become church as well too, like a place where God has domain in your day and He has access to your life and to the words that you want to speak over people and through your day. Loving Jesus with all of your heart, guys. Loving Jesus with all of your heart. You know, Psalm 37, 4. This is such a cool scripture. It says, when you, when you delight yourself in Him, He will give you the desires of your heart. When you delight yourself in God. When you delight yourself in God, He will give you the desires of your heart. You know, the desires of my heart really changed as I began to delight myself in God. <laughs> Once upon a time, I desired a whole bunch of stuff that today I would say is complete rubbish. 
It just doesn't matter so much. It just doesn't matter so much. But we got to start inviting God in, guys. Is that simple? Don't let it be so simple that you don't take it to heart. It's really simple, man. It's really simple. You can actually invite God into your every day. You can actually sit down in the morning and give your day to Jesus and say, Lord, I thank you that you're with me today. Thank you that you've called me to be loved to the world around me. I thank you that I have more than, I have the fullness of God living on the inside of me. And I want to give you access, Holy Spirit, to my day, to my mind, and to my heart, to all that is in it. I give you access to this. You begin to pray like that, guys. The reality of God starts coming to you. And then there's moments where you're like, man, what do people do without God in their lives? How do they actually function? They have nothing to draw on but themselves. It is scary, man. Especially some of the situations that I'm seeing these guys walking through. And oh my goodness. The simple act of inviting Holy Spirit to come and to make Himself real. To start reading His Word. Did it work? It worked. Hebrews 4.12, For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. This word right here, guys, is so powerful. It's so powerful. And there is moments where we're struggling to know exactly what God is saying. But did you know that you can read this and always know what God is saying? You can always read this. Now, that may not be the emotional high that you're looking for. (laughs) But I'm telling you, man, if you want to mature in God, you will make this thing a real part of your life. And sometimes it's just discipline, guys. It's every day just walking through that. Man, I don't feel like reading my word. Man, I've had a few months where I have not felt a thing in reading my word. Not even a thing. Like, Like not even a little goosebump. I can't even declare to you that I've had a goosebump while I've, you know, been reading my word. It's a discipline that I put into my life that God is teaching me about. Sacrificially laying things down. Picking up the word. Beginning to read it and meditate on the word. And letting truth begin to inspire my soul. Letting truth inspire your soul. Every day. Just waking up and making the Word a part of your life. It's so simple. It's so ridiculously simple. And so has my journey been. (laughs) It's been everything that I've always known, but some things that I haven't been doing. Everything that I've always known, but things that I haven't been doing. Waking up in the morning, becoming more aware of God, letting Jesus have access to everything in my mind, in my heart. This is just Discipleship 101, guys. Wake up in the morning, grab your Bible, invite Holy Spirit to come and speak to you. Let Him have access. 
be willing to do enough for what you're wanting to happen in your life. And I just start setting goals. I just start setting goals, guys. I wake up in the morning. I'm like, all right, God, I'm going to encourage at least one person today. At least one person. My day's busy. I've got a whole thing in my day like boom, 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 boom. It's there. I'm going to encourage at least one person today. I will do that, God, because I want to grow in this. I don't want to become mundane in my day-to-day. I want to be sharp. I want to be active. I want to be living, not just existing on what I know to do in my everyday. I will encourage one person today, God. I I will do this. And I'm not waiting for some lightning bolt. It's already come. Jesus in the flesh. Boom. It's pretty awesome. And so that's enough for us to go, I'm excited. One person today, God. Wake up in the morning. Okay, where is that person? And I find a person. I just find a person. I just find a person and I start encouraging them. And I start outworking my faith. Outworking it. I feel in my heart, guys, that sometimes we can just be warmed by the message. Just be warmed by it. And I'm speaking so gentle because I feel like it's a gentle thing that God wants to bring to you. See, I can get around Brad's message. There's fire there. I can just be warmed by that. And when I'm warmed, I'm good. Walk away. I'm warmed. But I'm not on fire. I'm warmed. And I feel like because I'm warm, everything is good. Everything is good because I'm warm. But did you realize you're not called to be warm? You're called to be on fire. We're meant to be thermostats, not just temperature gauges. We need to hear what God is saying and doing. We need to be willing to let God have access in our week. What time is it? You guys okay? Now this year, I can honestly say that I love Jesus more this year than I did last year. I can say that without a shadow of a doubt, man. I had some things happen over at Youth with the Mission. Uh, There was 10 of my core staff that were there. And man, I had a dream. I had a dream, guys. I was going to build my dream team, and we were going to win the coast for Jesus. Right? And that's still the dream. But then over the course of a week and a half, I had six of those ten, and they'd been with me for, at a minimum, six years, five years, six years. And over the course of a week and a half, I had six of these ten people come to me individually, not knowing about one another, saying, hey, I just wanted to let you know I feel like God's calling me out. 
<laughs> it's a really cool thing to hear as a leader, right? So, okay, so six, so 60% of my team is gone, and I'm supposed to run all of this stuff with 40% of my team, and it just doesn't make any sense. And I just cried for days, guys. I, I cried for days. I cried for days. I was totally lost. I was spun out, man. And I called people. I'm like, can you pray for me? Can you just, I'm finding it hard to hear God through the emotion of what's happening in my soul. And I had people give me words and deliver encouragement. And, um, you know, as much as I wanted to give up, I just couldn't. I just, I just couldn't. I, I, I care too much about what God is doing at Youth with a Mission. I just couldn't give up. But man, these hard things in life make you ask questions that you would never ask before. They make you do things and respond in ways that maybe you have never done before. There's a lot of revealing that happens when hardships and trials come at us, guys. And that's where the cultivating of making Jesus the Lord of your life, sacrificially laying down your cell phone, for a few hours, to read the Word, to lay down Facebook and YouTube, to read the Word and hang out with Jesus. You begin to cultivate strength in your life so that the vision of God on your life that's been there since the beginning, when hard stuff happens and it's coming for every one of us, we can remain there. You can remain in that place and realize what's going on. My soul is feeling chaotic. Calling people. I had about four or five different people that I called. And I'm like, Lord, would you use them? I'm feeling so emotional. I don't know what to do. But I know you're good. I know we're going to get through this. But I need something. And God began to deliver with the people around me. Months later, go by, and I'm like, okay, God, I'm doing things differently. I'm thinking differently. We have to implement new things that I never thought about implementing. There's new structure. There's new prayer meetings that actually came out of that time where God was asking me specifically to start praying more, to engage Him more in some of the strategies of Youth with the Mission. It's amazing how this begins to change the landscape of your Christianity. But if you dig deep, guys, it's that whole 90-10, like the whole iceberg thing. Often we don't see all that God is doing above water, but if you stay faithful and you stay true, 90% of that iceberg is underwater. 10% is above water. So what you actually see is very little to what's actually being done. So my encouragement to you guys these messages that we're hearing week after week, man, they're inspiring and they're encouraging. They're inspiring and they're encouraging. But what are you willing to do with what you're hearing? What are you willing to do? Would it be enough for you to sit down with a study Bible and start meditating on scriptures? Would it be enough where you could sit down with the mate and start praying and believing God for something ridiculous in your lives? Would it be worth throwing on some worship music on the evening instead of watching telly all night long? The grass is greener on the side that you water. 
So let's just be great water people, man. Let's just be water people. We just cruise around and just water our lands. But when you water your lands, you know what's really cool about that? Is you can actually start watering other people's lawns as well. And then we start acting like the body. We start acting like the body. We start encouraging one another. And it's not something that we're striving for. It's something that just comes natural, you know. When you're watered, you're filled up, man. And you can go water other people. Yeah? Cool, man. So this week, participate with God. Participate. 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 You know, sometimes I I remember... I'm not saying you have to do this, man. But sometimes, you know, pastors or people will get to the front and they'll say, okay, everybody stand up. And sometimes you're like, I just don't want to. I just don't want to stand up, man. I, like, all right, so we're going we're gonna to thank God. And I just don't want to, man. And we're just not participating with what's being led. We're just not participating with what God is actually doing in our midst. And I've felt that way before, but... I've since discovered that just just participate. Just participate. All right, we're all going to stand up. Stand up. If you can stand up, just stand up. Why not, man? What if they have word of the Lord, right? To stand up and something's going to happen, right? Yeah, what if they don't? What if they do? What if they do? What if we were just to participate, just stand up? Or we're going to thank God, all right? I'm just going to thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you that you're in my life. We just begin to participate. There's moments where I've been at the front of a church and, you know, a really happy preacher was just, you know, really happy. And he was just, you know, praying and prophesying. And, you know, and there's times where I would stand like this, where I'm like, I'm not falling over, man. And I would, I would stand like this, right? And, you know, I, I'd be bracing myself, standing. I, I will not fall over, God. I will not fall over. Hands open. Oh, Jesus, would you deliver to me all that you have, God? But I will not fall over. Look, I don't care if you fall over or not. I, I really don't. And I don't think God's really concerned whether you fall over or not, but if He wanted to make you fall over, how is He ever going to let you fall over if you're standing like this and you find yourself fighting against God? I've done courtesy drops, man, <laughs> just because, just because I didn't want to be that person, right? And this person just had a really happy hand and was just doing his thing. And I knew there was catchers, so I was going to be okay. And so I just kind of, they're rocking me and I'm like, Jesus, whatever, man, whatever. I, I just, I just don't want to live religious, guys. I just don't want to do that. Whatever. Whatever. I just don't want to live that way. Whatever you have, Jesus, rock, 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 boom, and I'm on the ground, and I'm, I'm just laying there, and I'm like, God, I'll just take whatever you have for me in that. That's not between me, that man, and God. It's between him and God. Whatever that was, I'm just going to choose to believe the best. But when you find yourself standing against God like this, I will, I, God, I want everything, but yet, in our hearts, we're standing like this in resisting the Holy Spirit. Gosh, guys, what are we doing? What are we doing? Let him water your lawns. Let him water that, man. Don't resist the Holy Spirit. Now you embrace it. And then all the stuff that you don't understand, you don't need to understand. 
I've just become a little more okay with that so that I'm not standing there in front of you saying, God, I want all that you have. But in my heart, I'm like, don't you dare touch that Facebook. Don't you dare. You're just making me feel guilty. You're making me feel guilty. Or maybe we just need to release a little bit more. Is this making sense, guys? We want Jesus to be on the throne of our hearts, man. We want him to be there so that we can grow in the fullness of God. In the fullness. So we're going to participate this week? Come on, man. That's exciting. All right, let's all stand up. Okay, we're just going to put our hands out. This is just an act of surrender, an act of receiving from God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We just want to thank you for the day today. We thank you for the everyday, God. Not just the moments where we're excited, but we thank you for the everyday. We thank you for your word that is strength, that is stable, that is consistent. We thank you for the way that your Holy Spirit is with us every moment. You'll never leave us nor forsake us. The fullness of God dwells within us. So every good gift is within us. Every possibility in God is within us. So Lord, we say, have this week. Have this week. Speak to our minds and to our hearts. We want to participate in what the kingdom has for us in this week, Lord. We thank you for the blessing of Jesus. We thank you for your word, God. I pray that you would teach us how to read our Bibles this week, God. I pray that you would teach us how to hear your voice this week, God. I pray that you would teach us how to be consistent, God. Not in striving, but in surrender to you, God. Just thank you that you are with us. That every mountain that stands before us, we can speak to God. Thank you. Thank you that when we pray, you hear our voice, God. Thank you that you answer prayer, Lord. You answer prayer. You see us, Lord. You see us in our good times. You see us in the bad times and all the in-between times, God. And I pray this week would be a week of great strength in Jesus' name. As we decide to do things, God, differently, as we decide to pick up things this week that will bring strength. Thank you, Father. Lead us by your Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, man. Well, bless you guys. Bless you guys. Yeah, thanks for listening. And I hope that you guys have an amazing week. Cool.